Luke chapter 10, verse 20. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your goodness to us. Father, I need your spirit to guide me, to, br- to bring to mind the verses that would, uh, would give understanding. And I pray, Father, that you would help us to discover the joy of Christ and help us to live not based on feeling, but based on the eternal truth of God's word. Father, please guide. We trust you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. We're speaking on joy. And I don't know about you, whenever I hear a sermon on joy, I, wanna, I, I want people to come, please tell me, how can I be a joyful person? You know, if there's one thing that's practical that, 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 that affects my day-to-day, I want to be joyful. And you know, the pursuit of happiness, or the question, what is it that make, allows me to be a joyful person? What is it that just, it just allows me to enjoy the journey is probably the most universal question in our world. In a, in a certain sense, it, it guides people's very decisions of life. People are guided by the question, what makes me happy? In fact, people will sacrifice things in order to obtain what will make them happy. We're all on this, this quest for happiness and quest for joy. I was preparing this message and... Um, understanding the historical study of joy, historical study of happiness. And I came upon Aristotle. I won't quote him, but Aristotle and lots of others have pondered on what is happiness. Inevitably, they come to the idea of pleasure or emotion. But the thing about pleasure and emotion is that while it may give a thrill, it never lasts. And thus, as Solomon expounded in the book of Ecclesiastes, if, we are, if, if happiness is found in pleasure and in prosperity and in things and in feelings, it leaves a person actually miserable because the end is empty. I, I watched, I watched, I read, I read on Aristotle, and you know what was so amazing to me? They, they sort of observed, and they sort of guessed at what happiness is, but you know what they described more accurately? It was really fascinating. They gave far more explanation to what happiness is not. And what was altogether missing in the article is how to be happy. There is no reason. It befuddles all. It, is that a word? Befuddles? It, 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 it mystifies all. How am I to be a happy person? Please turn to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. The, of course, the book of Philippians is the joy book of the Bible. Often when I'm discouraged, I, I read this book. But Philippians chapter 4 says, it is the well-known verse, chapter 4, verse 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, which says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And if you get nothing from this message, let us understand that joy. The joy 
that I crave, the joy that I long for, true joy, the only joy, is found in fellowship with Jesus Christ. It is found in Jesus Christ. And perhaps the great battle in our lives, if in our pursuit of joy, and the pursuit of the joy in Christ, is the battle from distraction. The battle from the temporary joy in other things. But, but we see that Aristotle and others, they never knew joy because they never knew Christ. Look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice to write the same thing to, to you indeed. Uh, to me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Finally, brethren, rejoice in the Lord. I also found that the term, if you read the, uh, now I really read a synopsis of the historical study of joy, but if you read classical, if you read Aristotle, Plato, if you read all of them, they'll speak of joy and they'll use the word, the Greek word, eudaimonia. That's probably butchered in pronunciation. But it is the feeling or pleasure of emotion. And they'll expound on it. They'll guess at it. But did you know that word is not found in the New Testament? However, the theme of joy is found in the New Testament. The theme of joy and the theme of blessedness. Oh, the happiness of and happiness. It is, it is a great theme of, of the Bible. But it's a different word because it's a different basis. It's a different premise. The, the theme of joy, or the word for joy in the New Testament is makairos, or kairo, or to, which means to be joyful. It carries it with it the idea of one who is blessed, or happy, or congratulated. It is, it is almost really the joy of position. It is, um, it is not the pursuit of feeling. And so I would define joy... True joy is not discovered in a feeling or in a moment of happiness for which there is no explanation, but it is discovered at the source. My experience of being joyful and even the definition of joy is not measured by feeling or the pleasures I might enjoy, but rather it is derived from the blessing and the identity that I find in Jesus Christ. And I can rejoice I can be happy because of the blessing that I, that I enjoy as a believer. And so Jesus says, rejoice, not that the spirits are subject unto you, but if you're going to find a joy, it is because of Jesus Christ. It's, be, it's because of what Jesus has done for you and because of our hope. Philippians 4.4, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. So we come to our text. The disciples are amazed. They're excited. Why are they excited? John chapter 10, verse 17, And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. They, they've experienced the amazing enabling of the Holy Spirit. Even the devils are subject unto, unto our name. And of course, and of course, Jesus Christ in, in the founding of the church gave them special powers. And, of course, and he will one day bring those back again. But Jesus stops them. And he says, wait a minute. You know, we are not to rejoice in the power or, or the, the ability 
that we possess. Jesus says, in verse 18, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall my enemy hurt you. Jesus reminds them, you know, I saw Satan fall from heaven. I've experienced the ultimate um, discovery that greater is he that is in you that is in the world. And, you know, as we live with Christ, we have an amazing power. God has enabled us. But Jesus is reminding the disciples, I believe, that our joy must never be found in what we do for Christ. Our joy, and also our joy must not be found in the ability that we possess in Christ. Can I tell you that that is so easy to do? Now, I, I, I live, you know, I work in the ministry. I think for men, it's easy for our identity, our joy, our fulfillment to be found in our work. And for me, you know, if I have a productive, what I feel is a productive day in the office, I'm happy. And if I don't, then, I, then I'm not happy oftentimes. I think for women, it's more relationships. It's, you know, if, 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 if the relationship is good, well, then I'm happy. And if the relationship is not good, well, then it's harder to be joyful. And Jesus said, you know, those are good things. But we are not to rejoice in them because joy cannot be found in what I do. Joy cannot be found in who I am, in the ability, even in the ability that we are given in Christ. Philippians chapter 4, um, I keep your finger there in the whole, throughout the whole message. I'm going to be going to that, just that verse right there. Philippians chapter 4, Jesus says, rejoice. So Jesus has said, hey, you know, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And then verse 5, this verse is odd. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. You know what I think that Jesus was telling disciples? He wasn't saying to be dreadful, to be miserable. I think he was telling them, hey, listen. The blessed life, the life lived in obedience to Christ, it is wonderful. But don't allow your joy to be found in that life. And so, hey, uh, let me read to you Ecclesiastes chapter 2. There is nothing better for a man that, uh, that, uh, that he should eat and drink, that he should make the, his soul enjoy good in his labor. This also that I saw that it was from the hand of God. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. He addeth no sorrow with it. And here's, here's the wonderful thing. In this life, God blesses us. There's good days. Enjoy the good days. Uh, this week, we had Pastor's birthday and, uh, we, uh, and, and Christina's birthday, and we had a party. We went out for dinner. I know, um, I know you just got back from America. Hey, I'm just, I'm just giving an illustration. Um, listen, enjoy the blessings of God. Be grateful. Receive everything with thanks. Enjoy the, the, the Lord has really blessed our church in recent days. Enjoy that. But don't base your joy on that. Oh, when we, when we come to the, 
Philippians 4, 5 there. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. When we come to the pleasures of this life with a moderate joy, with a determination that there is, there is blessing, there is goodness, there is satisfaction, but at the same time, not seeking fulfillment in those things. I believe that is the premise of, of joy. And, and that's what God is saying. Listen, you know, rejoice. I'm giving you power. The spirits are subject unto you. Greater is he that is in you that is, than he that is in the world. And Jesus is going to send the disciples out. They're going to change the world. But their joy will never be found in what they do for Jesus Christ or in who they are, or in how they feel. No, their joy is found because their names are written in, in heaven, because they're saved. So let us first come to the understanding to enjoy, enjoy the, um, I don't remember, okay, that's my next point. Enjoy the blessings of life, but don't find fulfillment in those. Um, come to them with a perspective of heaven. Now, this next point is something that has really been a blessing to me. Um, it is the joy of hope. Jesus said, notwithstanding, rejoice not that the spirits are, are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. You know, I believe if we are to rejoice in, as Christians, if we are to be joyful, Really, the great quantity, the great reason of our joy is what God has laid up for us. It's heaven. There is good now, but we must understand that what is coming is far better. The excitement of a Christian must be because of hope. Um, and, and we'll discover this in just a second, but I think of how, excite, how, how excitement is, is inspired by hope. How many of you remember growing up on Christmas Eve? You remember growing up? On, I remember some of my most excited days were December 24th, every year. And it was because it was an anticipation of what was to come. Now, I know some of our cultures do it on different days, and you open presents different days. But I remember just, I could hardly go to bed at night, just so excited at what was coming, and really, that's to be the, the, the place of our believers. Jesus says, rejoice because your names are written in heaven. What's coming is so far better. Oh, and Jesus, um, by far the greatest blessings we live are, are, are future. Romans 8.28 says, For now we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth together in pain together until now. Jesus said, in this world, ye shall have tribulation. And we must remember, if we're to be joyful Christians, we're pilgrims. This world is not my home. My hope for joy, my hope for, for, for satisfaction is not found in this world. Rather, it's hoped for the future. Romans 12, Revelation 21.4 says, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. We understand that heaven is, is a place of full joy, of complete bliss, of unimaginable, beautiful, eternal joy. 
And there is no sorrow. And there is no tears. But not this earth. And if we are to be people of joy, let's understand the greatest joy that we, that we are going to experience is actually future. And, that, and we should rejoice in that. Heaven is the place of joy. Enter thou, Jesus said to the faithful disciple, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says, Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God. Jesus Christ began his his teaching ministry with the Beatitudes, which means blessed, but they were always in the description of heaven. Blessed are the the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And I'm just simply saying that we must remember as believers our great hope, excuse me, our great joy is in the life to come. And so we must find joy in hope. We must remember that the fullness of our joy is partial in this life, but heaven is a place of unimaginable joy. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for, him, for them that love him. John chapter 14, verse 2 and 3, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. You see, in this life, there is pain. In this life, there is sorrow. Paul said, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Listen, if there is not an anticipation of joy, if there is not an anticipation that that heaven is so much better, how can we as Christians be people of joy. I, I'm just trying to, to, to teach that we must rejoice in hope. Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Look, turn there really quick. Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Rejoicing in hope. Rejoicing in hope. Think of that. Rejoicing in hope. And then it says, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. If, if you're going to be a person of joy, you're going to be a person of hope. If, you're gonna be a pers- if I'm going to be a person of joy, I'm going to remember that heaven is so much better. I'm looking for heaven Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed them that they were strangers and pilgrims in this earth. My hope is not in this life to experience ultimate joy, but it is expected and it is understood to be coming. Rejoicing in hope. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the mercies of the Lord we are not consumed. Psalm 43 says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. 
Oh, we must understand that if we are to be people of joy, let us be people of hope. Let us see the bright future that God has for us and the great, really the full realization of joy is in heaven. First of all, the joy of hope. Secondly, the joy of his presence. Jesus said, Rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because that your names are written in heaven. And here's the great truth. It's not just that we're going to be joyful in heaven. We can be joyful in this earth. But it is joy because of the presence of Jesus Christ. I I remember often the verse, ponder this verse, in thy presence is fullness of joy. Can I tell you, the greatest joy that you'll discover is not in the circumstances of life. It is not when life is going good. It is not even necessarily in the valleys. The greatest discovery and the, the greatest joy is found in Jesus Christ. And so Jesus says, rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Rejoice that you're saved. Rejoice that your sins are forgiven. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may find, mer- obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The joy of grace is that my sins are forgiven. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Rejoice that, that um, therefore there is now no condemnation to the them that live in To them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The great thing that ought to bring joy to my life is to remember I'm saved. My sins are forgiven. I have, I have fellowship with Jesus Christ. I can live with his presence. But, and even if my heart condemns me, even though I don't feel close to God, there, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the righteous, Jesus Christ the righteous. And the great joy of, that our names are written in heaven is that we can today enjoy the presence of Jesus Christ. Can I ask you, are you enjoying, is your joy found in walking with Christ? Is your joy found in, in the presence of Jesus Christ? Matthew 28, verse 20, Jesus said, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And secondly, um, release the burden and relay and enjoy the blessing. Notice, as soon as Jesus teaches, really this is the first mention of joy, of teaching on joy in, in the book of Luke, and the word joy is found often in the book of Luke, Jesus prays. Verse 20 through verse 21, Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And then it says, In, the, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes, for even so it seemed good in thy sight. And you know, if... And then now turn to Philippians chapter 4. 
I think it's a great parallel verse. Jesus says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. I'm enjoying the things, the blessings of life, but my joy and fulfillment is not found in them. And then it says, verse 6, be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. And if you're to be a person of joy, your joy is found in the presence of Jesus Christ. And we access his presence through prayer. Do you want to be a joyful person? Be a person of hope. Understand, be excited about the the beautiful, amazing future God has for you. Anticipate it. And secondly, be a person of prayer. You see, I believe really the enemy of joy. What is the enemy of joy? I believe there's two enemies, but the first enemy of joy is fear. It's fear. How can you be joyful when you're fearful? But God gives an open, wonderful promise, and he says, be careful for nothing. Have you ever been so tormented in soul, and you thought either, number one, I, I don't know, know why God would, accept, would, would be concerned with my prayer request. This is too small. Have you ever had that thought? It's too small to pray about? I have. Okay, I have. <laughs> but um, Jesus says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, casting all your care upon him because he careth for you. And if we are to be people of joy, we are going to have to practice his presence. And first of all, we're going to have to be a person of prayer. And so as we're, we're going through life and there are things that would take away our joy, there are cares that would, that would take away your joy, difficulties, we must bring them to God in prayer, casting all your care upon him because he careth for you. And then turn to John chapter 16, verse 24. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. There's there's an intrinsic link. There's a link between prayer and joy. If you're going to be a joyful person... You're going to be a prayerful person. And when I find, Jesus says, and you shall receive that your joy may be full. The great joy of answered prayer is not necessarily what we receive, but it is in the assurance of his presence. It is to know that God is near me. I am right with God. God has heard my prayer. If you're going to be a person of joy and going to be a person of continuous joy, you're going to have to cast your burden onto the Lord. Cast your fears onto the Lord. Give him your fears. Give him your concerns. And so the times when I don't feel joyful, what should I do? I should pray. What is it that is on our heart? Pray. Bring our burdens to the Lord. But notice in Jesus' prayer, it's actually praise. You know, there are, there's an ebb and flow in life. It's not good. It's not bad. There's mountaintops. There's valleys. And in the valleys, we are to pray, but in the mountaintops, we are to praise because it is the presence of Jesus Christ that we find joy. 
I know there have been times in my life where, where I seemed where everything was going well. Everything was going great. But there was something, there was something lacking. Have you ever had that? Life is going wonderful. Life is going great. But there's, there's a hole in life. Through praise, we can enjoy the journey and enjoy the mountaintop through, with Jesus Christ. What did Jesus, what did Jesus rejoice in? Behold, uh, verse 21, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. Jesus rejoices in spirit. And he, he rejoices, I believe very simply, that, um, sorry, he rejoices that God receives the poor. God receives the broken. God receives, receives the needy. And God resists the proud. And I see in this a wonderful invitation because there are times when I feel so low. I, I feel so discouraged, so far from God. I could never come into his presence But it is when I am broken, it is when I feel discouraged, it is is when that life is not making sense that I need God, I come to him in prayer, I find him. And therefore, joy is not found when I am strong, but rather it's the opposite. Joy is found when I am weak. And when I come to God in prayer and I come into his presence, I'm just saying tonight, if you're going to be a person of deep joy, you're going to find it in the presence of Jesus Christ. And so you're going to enjoy the good days with praise. God, thank you for the blessings that you've given to me. But I'm more finding my joy in the blesser than the blessing. I'm finding my joy in fellowship with Jesus Christ. And when we go through the trial and when we go through the hard time, God, deliver me. I was just reading through the book of Psalms for my devotions this morning. And I just rejoiced to, um, I rejoiced <laughs> to see, it seems to be really just a pattern. Paul, uh, David is praying and he's praising. He's praying and he's praising. He's praying and he's praising. I really believe that is how we live in God's presence. That is how we rejoice in God's presence. And it is in his presence that we feel his joy, that we know his joy. Um, Then lastly, realize the blessing. Um, Notice Luke chapter 10, verse 23. Jesus reminds the disciples, he turns the disciples, and he says, privately, blessed are the eyes which see the things that ye see. For I tell you that many prophets and the kings have desired to see those things which ye, are, which ye see and have not seen them, and to hear the things which ye hear and have not heard them. Jesus reminds the disciples, do you, do you understand how blessed you are? Do you understand the great, the great, do you understand what you're, have, what you're getting? Listen, let's remind, Jesus has to remind them the great privilege. And here's something else. Their, what did Jesus say was their blessing? It was not their house. It was not their car. It was not their job. No, it was the truth they received. And you know what I can rejoice in and what I should be grateful for 
Lord, thank you that I'm saved. There are so many millions of people who would give everything to have what you have. They would give everything to be to know that their sins are forgiven, that they're, that they're going to heaven. They would give everything to be saved, but they've never heard the truth. They've never heard that Jesus Christ died for them, but you have. Rejoice in that. If there's anything that's good in life, it's because I'm saved. Jesus reminds them, hey, remember how blessed you are. Be grateful. Turn again to Philippians chapter 4, and we'll finish there. Rejoice in the Lord. And again I say, rejoice. Listen, joy is not found in emotion. Joy is not found in feeling. Joy is not manufactured. It is found in Jesus Christ. It's found in his presence. It's found in knowing that I'm right, right with him. And by the way, you know, emotions ebb and flow. Joy is not emotion. Joy is not, it's, it's deeper than that. It is, the, the word actually means a, a calm gladness. I'm happy because of my future. I'm blessed. Life is good because of Jesus Christ. Because he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Philippians chapter 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. There is only moderate joy in this life, but there is a much greater joy coming. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And now I just want to just um, read verse 12. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I, I am therewith. To be content. I know both how to be abased and how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I don't believe it is a coincidence that the joy book of the, of the Bible ends with an exhortation to contentment. Contentment and gratitude. There are two enemies of joy in your life, just two. I believe it's fear, and I believe it is discontent. But when you and I will understand that joy in this life, we, listen, I'm not going to have constant happiness, but I can have true joy when I return to the unchanging reality that I'm saved. My name's written in heaven. I have a certain future. I'm a child of the king. Jesus will never leave me or forsake me. I find joy because I am so very blessed in Jesus Christ. And may our greatest joy, may our greatest reflection be in the spiritual blessings. Sometimes I think, you know, I try to be grateful. And I live, give a list. I, I play the grateful game with myself. And I give physical blessings and not spiritual blessings. 
But the greatest blessings that you and I have, the greatest reason for joy is who we are in Christ Jesus. And yes, we can search for joy in other things. We can search for the momentary fleeting happiness of of this world. We can search, but you won't find it. Oh, how we as believers would come to the understanding and the belief that true joy is found It's found in the presence of Jesus Christ. It's found in the acceptance of Jesus Christ. Because my name is written in heaven, I am under grace. I am accepted in the beloved. And let us practice his presence daily. In the hard days, in the low times, by being a person of prayer. And coming to God and walking through the valleys of God, with God, through prayer. And let us... Enjoy the summer's breeze. Let us enjoy the mountaintops through praise. And let us always find in Jesus Christ the root of a deep, abiding, true joy. Let's pray.